Welcome to WSHID's special ongoing program with me, Dr. D. I am noted podiatrist and phlebotomist, and this is my show, What Happened to Your Foot? However, tonight we are going to take a little bit of a detour away from your beautiful feet to spend an hour discussing a very hot topic indeed, masks. Should we wear them? Should we not wear them? Do they make us safer or less safe? Did our forefathers write in the Constitution that we had the protection against surgical mask tyranny? And what is that smell when I put on the mask? So many bad breaths out there. I'm going to could try and navigate through that, if you will. So many more important questions we were answered. But first, let me introduce my guests. We have two opposing viewpoints from people on the street. Our goal tonight is to have very calm, rational conversation around masks and the practice of wearing them or not wearing them, if you choose. Our first guest is Karen Moskowitz, an essential oil salesperson and an internet activist. Karen believes that we are suffering from mass mind control by being asked and then forced to wear masks. Karen, what say you? What's wrong with your foot and what do you think about the masks? What I want to say is we the people will work day and night to clean every single seat if need be. We will get together and do a citizen's arrest on every single human being that goes against the freedom of choice, okay? You cannot mandate, you literally cannot mandate somebody to wear a mask knowing that that mask is killing people. It literally is killing people. And my, the people, we the people, are waking up and we know what citizen's arrest is because citizen's arrests are already happening, okay? And every single one of you that are obeying the devil's laws are going to be arrested. And you, doctor, are going to be arrested for crimes against humanity. Every single one of you have a smirk behind that little mask, but every single one of you are going to get punished by God. You cannot, you cannot escape God. You cannot escape God. I'm going to say that again. You cannot escape God, not even with the mask or six feet, okay? Six feet, like I said before, is military protocol. You're trying to get the people to train them so when the, the cameras, the 5G comes out, what? They're, they're going to they're gonna scan everybody. We got to get scanned. We got to get temperatured. The kids have to go to school with masks. Are you insane? Are you crazy? I think all of you should be in a psych ward right the heck now because none of you, none of you know what the hell you are all talking about. Karen, this is a very well thought out position and I appreciate your point of view. Let's take quick commercial break and we allow everyone to take their medicine. We'll be right back after these words. The world shut down. Stores, restaurants, schools, and whole communities shut their doors in an effort to protect human life. As the world quickly changed, one man went on Facebook to get a degree in internet epidemiology. Brian, along with his lab assistant, Hotley, are curing coronavirus by commenting on fake news and reposting recipes of secret virus cures from a friend of a friend who works high up in government. Join Brian and Hoadley as they discuss the world and life during this forced interruption. 
learning, laughing, and loving in this real-life commercial break. On this episode of the Commercial Break. Yeah, it's like, um, you know, an internet hug is a like, yes. but an internet kick, an internet kick in is the a bad comment. Is, is yeah, bad when comment. I'm 100% positive that you never listen to the show. <laughs> right. And he wrote G-O-O-D, good. So he did well with good. And then he wrote M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. And I was like, <laughs> good morning. Like he was in Australia. Or like he was in morning. Hey everyone, it's Brian. I want to take a few minutes before the show. As you may or may not know, Holy and I are taking a few weeks off in July. I'm currently in rehab for Huffing Paint Thinner, and Hoadley, of course, is leading a Scientology retreat on the Appalachian Trail. Oh, and my wife is giving birth, so I'm probably fucking sleeping right now. But don't let your hearts be troubled. We recorded a few hours of the show, so you have fresh episodes while we're gone. But if you hear something that sounds a little dated, now you know why. Make sure you go to tcbpodcast.com to join the break room. We will send out a newsletter starting in late July with behind-the-scenes updates, access to live shows when we do them, and an hour of extra content not available anywhere else. So go to tcbpodcast.com to join the break room. Hope you're enjoying this summer of love 2020, and we look forward to getting back to the show in just a few weeks. Now, take it away, Mr. Announcer Man. The next episode of The Commercial Break starts now. Oh, there you go. You look sultry. <laughs> Why, thank you. Are you drinking? What is that? What do you have in your hand? It's a little uh, Cabernet. Oh, yeah? It's a little red cab. Are yeah. you and Jeff getting frothy tonight? Is it a frothy uh, Thursday night? It's always a like, frothy Thursday when, night. When you, when you guys... So I'm curious because I'm, I don't drink anymore, and that's just because I'm too fucking old. To drink... Uh, I'm too old and I have small children. So if I drink, it's just all over, right? I'm going to be hungover and your kids wake you up and they bang you in the head. And it's just like, it never fucking ends. So adding drunkness (laughs) to that, I just don't think is a wise idea because I'm afraid I'll, I'll go to jail or my child will be taken away by child protective services. So when you and Jeff, good call. Yeah. (laughs) So when you and Jeff hang out for the night, do you guys get like really frothy or is it just a pen? It just depends really. I mean, yeah, we're, we're, social drinkers and we like to be social with each other <laughs> oftentimes i went into the night drinking fully expecting that it was just going to be an easy night right i'd be like oh, let me crack <laughs> open a beer i'm gonna watch my 600 pound life or whatever you know shitty show that i'm i'm gonna turn on L- tlc and i'm gonna have one or two beers and then i'm going straight to bed and then mm-hmm. 14 and a half beers and the drug dealer later um it's like it was thursday and now it's monday morning and i gotta go to work and i'm hoping the drug dealer's gonna answer my phone call again does it spin out of control like that on a thursday night during the pandemic or is it much more controlled because you're like you know i'm not sure the drug dealer's gonna show up you might have COVID. no i don't want to do the drugs from the drug dealer because of covid good for you you're taking a you're quarantined sober Welcome to the commercial break. TCBpodcast.com is where you go to listen to all the episodes, read the show notes, and find out more about us. You can drop us a line and we'll respond. Every couple of months, we'll do a show. We'll respond to emails and comments, good and bad. I'm not going to let us off the hook on this. And there's plenty of bad because people hide behind their little internet box and they make shitty little fucking comments that ruin my entire night. Yeah, it's like, um, you know, an internet hug is a like, but yes. an internet kick an internet kick in the balls is a bad is, comment. Is a bad comment. Yeah, when yeah. I'm 100% positive that you never listen to the show. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> like you're just basing this on an Instagram post. So if you subscribe to uh, on your favorite podcast platform, you won't miss any of the episodes and leave us a review. It's like a podcast hug. Also, if you'd like to be on the show in a future episode, you'd like to be, we have a phone line here. So I'm not, I can barely work the equipment as it is, but we're going to try and get complicated and put some people <laughs> on the air. I, you know, and who knows what's going to happen. Could be random. Roll the dice. Like I'm not a phone screener. So if someone just dials up and we're just going to get what we get, Chrissy, and pray to God that they say something nice about us. But if you leave us your phone <laughs> number in the comments section uh, of the contact us page, we will let you know how you can uh, call in and when you can call in. And then if you drop us a line and tell us you want to be on our newsletter, we will send you out a free no charge episode of the commercial break once a month. 1999 plus 1999 shipping and handling call now. <laughs> if you call an order now, though, it'll just be zero. Yeah, it'll be zero. I'm going to give you this episode <laughs> you're listening to now for free, but I'm going to add an extra episode for free if you call now. And uh, so good. Well, welcome back. I'm super excited to be here. Uh, the imminent date approaches as my wife gets more pregnant and pregnant and, uh, you know, it's a TikTok. It's an interesting time to be thinking about having a baby. It's an interesting time to know that in just days away, there's going to be a new child in this world, and I'm going to have to be at an epicenter of sickness at the hospital. So I'm like, I'm freaking out. Just I'm more. I'm actually I'm more freaked out about my wife's having a C-section. So I'm more freaked out about the C-section part of this than I am about the coronavirus sure. part of this because I learned recently, and by recently, I mean yesterday, and by yesterday, I mean this morning, that <laughs> when they cut my, when they cut someone open to take a C-section, they're actually, you know, grabbing the baby out of the womb. Yes. That's just as gory and intense as it sounds, right? They're yes. going to cut my wife open and then grab the baby from the womb and then put some stuff on the table and then they'll put the stuff back in the table and then they'll sew her back up. So yeah, they go through the muscle and everything. Yeah, it's, thanks. It's, I didn't know that part, yes, but there you go. There's, there's more added Well, they have to get there. in there. They do. They have to get in there. <laughs> so my wife went to the doctor today, and they, they're they continuing this explanation. They kind of ease you into it, right? Is they, like, week thir- like week 28, they tell you, oh, yeah, no worries, a couple of weeks, and you'll be back up on your feet. We'll give you great pain medicine. Everything will be fine. But then every week as you approach closer, they give you more and more detail on exactly how this is all going to go down. And they just gave her the full shebang today, and she came back and detailed it in full gory report style and i'm like oh shit yeah i don't you know i don't i'm not i don't i'm not totally opposed to blood and guts but i don't do great with blood and guts so basically what i'm trying to tell you if you do you might be a different kind of person well i mean there's plenty of people out there like doctors and surgeons who just seem to handle it just fine that's but i guess it's part of their job but i still think you have to have a certain kind of mentality to do that job let me tell you a quick funny story I'm working at a Chili's. I'm like 22 years old. And there's a guy that's working at these Chili's and he is in the PhD program at Emory to be a doctor, a doctor. Okay. Let me repeat that. He's at the PhD program of a school called Emory here in Atlanta to be a fucking doctor. Very prestigious school. Very prestigious school. He's going to be a doctor. Just so you got that point in the story. We are driving down a very busy road here in Atlanta after catching some lunch on a break And in front of us, about 200 yards, a car T-bones another car. And when it T-bones that car, I mean, it's bad. You know it's bad. We saw it, and we heard it, and we knew it was bad, and it was bad. And so we stop, probably about 200 feet from this, as a lot of other people saw it, too. 
And the guy reaches over to the glove box, opens the glove box, and there is like a crash kit, right? Like a, you know, gauze and gloves and emergency. All this other, emergency crash kit. And I'm like, shit, yeah, this guy's going to step in and he's going to be a fucking superhero here. I'm going to really see what this man is all about. He's a doctor. And he goes, grab the crash kit, go up and make sure everybody's okay. I'm going to take the car and go drive and find a phone and call 911. And I'm like, what? Wait, what? <laughs> I'm not the doctor here. You're the doctor here. And he's like, no, you're better equipped at this. I don't do well with blood and guts. And I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. You really just handed me your crash kit and you want me to run down and save somebody out of a, out of a crash that just happened. And that's exactly what I did. I went down. I didn't do really anything. I took the keys out of the car to make sure the lady didn't explode. But there was lots of blood coming out of her head. And, you know, we just kind of put some gauze on it. This motherfucker cheapened out. He just went the other direction. So That's here's here just to wrap it back all around have to my you, wife's blood and guts. What have you followed up to see if he's still a doctor? You know, I don't think he worked at Chili's for like two more days. <laughs> I think he was so embarrassed because I certainly told that story 250 <laughs> times afterwards. I was so taken aback by his ch- chicken shitness in the moment. Like some people deal with it, right? It, some people have this on and off switch and they just go and they just deal with whatever needs to be deal with, dealt with and then that's it. And they're not heroes. They just have that fight or flight mentality and they mm-hmm. fight. They don't fly, right? And this guy just flew. I mean, he was literally going to find a phone in the next county while I was pretending to be a doctor on the side of the road on Johnson's <laughs> Ferry. Well, you are an epidemiologist. I am a, a Facebook epidemiologist. And to bring it all back around, there's going to be lots of blood and guts. They're allowing one person into the hospital. And so I felt like Astrid really needs some womanly support. So I wrote your name down on the Perfect. guest list. You're there. I'm a, it's you. I, I'm, it's all I'm, you. I'm good in these situations. Are you? I you am. like the blood mm-hmm. and guts? I, I mean, I don't love the blood and guts, but if somebody needs me, I'm, if there's a situation that's happening and it's, you know, it's serious, I'm there. How much do you want? How much do you need to show up at the C-section? <laughs> Dollar wise. Dollar bottle months. of wine. A bottle of wine. <laughs> Is every, everyone's applauding my bravery. <laughs> You're like the doctor that's taking off. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Rachel McGrath has now, Rachel McGrath was on with us a couple of episodes ago. She has now launched her YouTube channel, See Rachel Cook. Now, the best way to find that is to either go to her IG page, and I'll let her tell you how to do that, or you go to YouTube and you put those words together. C-S-E-E, Rachel, you know how to spell that, Cook, C-O-O-K. In case anybody knows, you put those together, and then you find C. Rachel Cook. The channel is incredible. It's already had a lot of success, only two episodes in. I welcome back my good friend, and uh, I guess now, you know, you're my me- multimedia partner, uh, Rachel <laughs> McGrath. How you doing? <laughs> Welcome, I'm, glad I'm, so, I'm glad I'm someone's partner because <laughs> right now I'm only my cat's partner. So really, I'm in, uh, I'm a throuple. I'm part of a throuple <laughs> between me, Zena, and Athena. And what the <laughs> fuck is a throuple? <laughs> Have you ever heard about the throuples? Uh, the throuple is where it's at. I don't uh, even, yeah. Big, but wait, if you're gonna if you're gonna find me, yeah, find me. Um, when you're on YouTube, it's C Rachel Cook Ribeye, okay, C Rachel Cook Carbonara, yeah, and my name is Rachel McGrath, so you could always Google that or on Instagram. It's C. Rachel Cook. Facebook, C. Rachel Cook. Follow okay. me. I will respond to all comments. Let and me, I have yeah. to say, I uh-huh. have to say it's, it's R-A-C-H-E-L. 
<gasps> oh. oh, I never even thought about the yeah. ADL. Yeah, the good for ADL. you. Yeah. Okay, back to the thruple. <laughs> or you could do this. You could just go to tcbpodcast.com in the show notes, which is where it says TCB blog. That's where we put all the show notes. You can go to episode, what was it? Episode number 10 or this episode number. And you can go there and we have linked videos and links to all of that stuff. So that's all of the way you can go find uh, Rachel and her brand new show, which is a fantastic I love it. Uh, so today, right before we came on, I was like, what's the best way to find, you know, your new channel? So you're not going to rank highly on any particular keyword or anything right. like that, no matter Damn how it. popular you are. I know, motherfucker. Yes. Yeah. yes. You really yes. have to be in this game for a long time. It's the same thing with the podcasts. Like, you can put my name with the commercial break, and I am the 333rd person <laughs> you find. There's literally... Like Captain Cook cereal commercials before you find the commercial break. And Captain Cook cereal hasn't been around since 1982. Google. Oh my god! So I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to get naked pictures of the people at Google so that I could just be number one. I'm gonna have to find naked pictures of someone. We need to threaten someone because this is unfair. So I went and I just naturally in the search bar was like, see Rachel Cook. And what I figured out very quickly is that there's a lot of Rachel to see, but it's not you. It's Rachel Cook. And so when you put see Rachel Cook, you'll find Rachel Cook, who's an Instagram model slash Victoria's Secret model. And there's plenty of her to see and they show it all over YouTube. So it took me about 26 and a half minutes to find your channel. <laughs> Not because I wasn't I wasn't finding it, but because I got distracted by the other see Rachel Cook. So. <laughs> Just to let you, I you were know. seeing, you yeah. were seeing. Well, you all of once you see her, you want to see more of her, and then you're d- d- on the rabbit hole of Rachel. Cook. <laughs> I, <laughs> I am happily married, but there's no harm in looking. And a beautiful woman is a beautiful woman, and Rachel Cook is a, a very attractive woman. Last time we were here, we got into, and I know your dad's. I'm going to make your dad proud. So, hi, Mister. Is it Mister McGrath? Is that his last yeah. name? Yeah, hi, yeah, Mister McGrath. <laughs> I haven't changed my name thus far in life. <laughs> still the same. And if I ever do get married, I'm still not changing my name. Good for Sorry. you. Amen. My name is Rachel McGrath, and that's that. Astrid Always. changed her name to to uh, her her maiden name Green, right? And so I respect the fact that she wants to keep her name. I think that's kind of an old fashioned tradition, quite frankly. That's a little. I don't mean. I don't think it's important to be honest with you. No one's looking for anybody to carry on the green family name. So I don't think it really, and I'm the last hope. My son is it. He's like Luke Skywalker. He's like, you're our only hope. My brothers, they just ain't having kids. It's, it's, and that's kind of sad. I wish that my brothers would have kids, but last time we were here, we were talking about the world of internet dating apps. And I know that people are fascinating about, fascinated about this because I got a lot of comments. <laughs> it's so fun. What is the, <laughs> when you're on one of these dating apps, like Whisper or Tander, Mumble. yeah, or Mumble, Mumble yeah. <laughs> I love Mumble. Mumble is still the best. It's always going to be the best. I feel like it's the official language of dating apps is Mumble. <laughs> Hey, what's up? I'm sliding into your DM. It's the same fucker that comments on my Instagram ad. No talkie. No talkie you. Um, So what is the magic? What are the magic words someone has to say? What gets you? You must have hundreds of guys when you go on one of these apps. You must have hundreds of guys that are out there sliding into your instant message on these apps. What? makes the difference what are you looking for or what stands out is it a funny joke is it 
you know, a non-dick pic? Like, do you like, is it like <laughs> they're so randomly not sending dick pics? You're like, oh, I'll take a picture of your face. Well, <laughs> well, first, it's amazing and really quite sad how many men have terrible grammar. So, for instance, if someone would like to give me a compliment and they write uh, Y-O-U-R, pretty, I'm like, out, out. See you the later. compliment is completely negated. It's not cool. I, I don't feel flattered. I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. Like, I now we can never go on it. One time I was dating this stripper who worked at this, who worked at this strip, <laughs> <laughs> who worked at this strip club called Swinging Richards. Oh, I remember I went, this. Yeah, I went in there and I took him off the stage. Just right, I just just took him off. Hey, why not? And <laughs> you saw the goods. It's like I a saw the goods and I wanted to have him. And it's I like a produce shop. <laughs> and so he texted me like a couple nights after we started hanging out, or a couple mornings, and he wrote G O O D good. So he did well with good. Oh, congratulations! And then he wrote M O U R N I N G, and I was like. <laughs> Good morning, like he was in Australia? Yes. <laughs> or like he was in morning. Yeah. Well, isn't good morning an oxymoron? I mean, there's no good in morning, no. right? <laughs> so, but, by the way, by the way, this is clearly, uh, I mean, it makes sense that now he's working at Swinging Richards and not a professor of something at Emory University. He had other <gasps> attributes. Yeah. Well, he did say he was paying his way through law school, and I'm not even kidding. Even oh the men God. strippers say that. They all say it. <laughs> I'm just paying my way through school, even yeah. though I'm never going to go to school ever. Never. Okay, great. <laughs> I, uh, I used to frequent strip clubs, and, it, and it's true. It's a, it's a trope, but it's a true trope is, is that every person that's working at a strip club, male or female, is working their way towards something better. I guess aren't we all, right? But it's amazing the amount of bullshit that you'll hear when you sit there and they're like, you know, oh, I'm uh, I'm going to be a registered nurse practitioner. And it's like, oh, are, are you really? <laughs> is, and they is have that the you talking or the practice. cocaine talking? <laughs> yeah. Nobody ever is excited about their stripperdom. They're not like, oh, this no. life is glorious as a stripper. I, now, again, I'm not judging strippers. No, I think God strippers no. are great. I would be a best friend with a stripper if Chrissy wasn't already my best friend and not a stripper. But it's... <laughs> yes. <laughs> that slot is taken, but, you know, it's just... Which slot that is, is taken? That, 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 is a, that is a point in your life that you don't usually look fondly back upon. Well, I mean, listen, I, I, I've... I used to frequent strip clubs. I, there's, I have no shame about it. And I didn't there were, know this about you. Oh, yeah. I used to go to strip we clubs all, all the time. We all worked at Clear Channel together, didn't we? Yeah, yeah we, we worked at Clear I Channel. Wait, were you in, like, the champagne room getting the la-la-la-la? Getting the no, screen? I was never, you know, I was always that guy, and this is shameful, right? But I was always that guy who was actually looking for a girlfriend at the strip club. So, <laughs> like... I was always that guy that went in like, I'm different. I'm going to find a girlfriend at the strip club. And, you know, lo and behold, I did date a few strippers, but it was I just always you. a fucking train wreck. I mean, you know, listen, I had yeah. different I had a different idea. It wasn't that I didn't like the, you know, kind of the flash in the pan. Have a good night. I did that often. But oftentimes when I go into the strip clubs, I really wanted to befriend the strippers because I felt like I had an angle there. Like, I, I don't know. For some reason, I just... Uh, we went to the cheetah one night. The nice guy. Do you remember? Yeah, well, you get along well with women, and you have a charisma about you well, that you. allows you to slide into women's pants. <laughs> <laughs> That's just 
Fuck a DM. Yeah. This was before DMs. We went straight into the pants. Not anymore. To be clear about this, I'm happily married. Yes. That's right. But Chrissy and I went to the strip club one night for a for a friend of ours' birthday party. And we rent yep. they rented a well, we all rented this huge like limo, right? This for the party limo. And there was like twenty-five of us. And one friend had brought another friend, and he was British. I'm gonna do a horrible British accent because I I need to pay attention, but he's like, Hey Brian, Brian, I just I just love you, man. You're just fucking crazy. I, I'm watching you with the women in a strip club and it's like magic. It's fucking magic, man. You're fucking magic, man. He followed me around all night, literally like, how did you do that? That's fucking intense, man. That's fucking intense. She is literally going to give you her house keys after this night. You're fucking unbelievable. You're fucking magic. He went around, complimented me. Now, later I found out that 16 hits of ecstasy will do that to you. And a trip to the emergency room because of the 16 hits of ecstasy is probably not going to make you look good at the end of the night. But we used to we used to love going to the strip club and it was a lot of fun. But I always just had this. I don't know. Don't, you're right. I was always looking for a friend or something more. And so I was never right. that bad boy just throwing dollars up at the at the thing. And, and you know what? I had a lot of respect for girls who dance or guys who dance. That's a great way to make fucking money. Yeah. The problem with the, yeah. the problem with the strip club is, I think, is, is that oftentimes it really degradates someone's self-worth because guys are fucking can be, I'm talking about the strip clubs I went to guys can be douchebags in the fucking first place. They're sending dick pics unsolicited. So you get a naked girl in front of them. And I just watched too many of my, too many of the guys that I knew became instantly, uh, I had no respect for them. Zero respect. Once I saw them at the strip club and we know, I mean, I can say a few names here on air. I won't, but we know a few guys who just absolutely treated girls like absolute shit. And for me, that never felt good. I never felt okay about that part of the strip club, but I do like naked women and you know, Hey, that was, that was a well, lot of fun. Well, I, I feel like you didn't treat the women disrespectfully because naked women also like you, the men who treat women disrespectfully are the ones who can't get a girl in bed. They're mad at True. the shit. These, men and i find now with my cooking show i get all these hilarious and horrible remarks on it's crazy. You know, online and every single time it's a dude who you know slept with the girl down the street married her and now fucking hates his hates life hates his yeah. life and the reason why he hates his life is because he never knew how to he never knew about how to conduct never. a proper relationship or have any kind of respect for a woman in the first place right and this is what drives me crazy like you look at i don't know if you know the term incel or involuntarily celibate right but there's this whole group of guys out there that uh-huh. in, that identify themselves as incels and these incels in some cases have turned violent but hey listen you know religious people turn violent everybody turns violent it's not has nothing to do with incels or involuntarily celibate but they're just guys that that identifies involuntarily celibate in some of these like chat boards that you can go to on the regular web let alone the dark web they're saying horrible things about women like you know you were born to suck my cock and you know go fuck yourself and you'll die and all this other stuff I think there's a true misunderstanding and th- about like what respect means. And so they think that all women are disrespecting them because they have not yet been laid. But the yep. problem is, my brother, is that until you respect yourself and learn how to respect another human being, you ain't going to get laid. And if you do, it's going to be the one off and it ain't going to be the na na na. Because, man, you can't <laughs> just sit around and talk about how much you hate women and how they're pieces of meat and how you want to fucking kill them and then expect that anybody wants to go home and go to bed with you. 
And I think well, I want to call the police on them. I'm like, uh, hello, I need some assistance over here. Yeah, it's a tricky, tricky thing. And I, uh, you know, I understand if you if you've gone through a dry spell, I can understand just how difficult that is. But then to turn it into like violent rage just to me seems I don't know. It seems silly. Absolutely. Yeah, and those are the me. guys who always go after the hottest girls. Oh, it's yeah, like, yeah. dude, of course. you're never, you're go, you're doing it wrong. Let's right. reevaluate the plan. Hundred <laughs> percent. So, yes. so you, so basically, like someone who's got a head on their shoulders, it can be the turning point for you, whether or not you pay attention to somebody. One hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. And I can't believe I'm admitting this right now. But I do happen to love men with long hair who look dirty but smell clean. Oh, my God, you do. I fucking love them. So if if I sense that the dirt does not have an odor, (laughs) that's also... A huge turn, <laughs> but that's just like for playtime. Right now, I'm I'm told you last time I'm really trying to concentrate on, you know, getting to know the person. Because for me, there's nothing sexier than thinking someone is kind of okay looking when you first meet them. Yeah, and then they open their mouth, and you're like, let's "Holy go. shit, let's go!" Yes, yes. the mind. That's it's the mind. The, mind, yeah. the yes. mental. Yes. yes, if you have an, uh, you know what else really turns me on. A big vocabulary. Ah. I love words because I'm a voiceover artist. Mm. I love words. You know, so you say something just extra to me as far as words. Like people could be extra with their words. I'm like, ooh, yes. Yes. (laughs) I agree. When you get go on a first date, like when you go on a blind date on one of these apps, what are you what are you looking for? Like, what's something that's instantaneously going to turn you on and something that's instantaneously going to turn you off? Is it the dirt that smells that's going to turn you off? The dirt that doesn't smell. The dirt that does not smell. Let me give you, a, let me give you an indication of the kind of men that Rachel sometimes gets into. My wife and I and a couple of friends are going to go to this, like, I call it a four-star restaurant here in oh, Atlanta. No. And we're like, hey, Rachel should come along too. So it's me, Chrissy, Jeff. Astrid and, you know, a couple other people. And we say, hey, Rachel, we invite Rachel. So we invite Rachel to come and she says, I'm going to bring my date. And we say, of course you should bring your date. You know, we haven't met a lot of your dates, so we would yeah, like I never bring anyone anywhere. One of your dates. <laughs> I so, just keep them in my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Which they probably don't mind dates. leaving. Yeah, that's true. I've met quite a few of your dates. Chrissy actually met a boy today, earlier, because uh, I, I went to go look at a house and yes. a boy came. Oh, a yes. boy came? A boy came. You took a boy mm. sh- house shopping? Very, very yeah, I, cute. I, uh, yeah. I feel like this is a, this is uh, new for you. Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> I did, no. Yes. It's not, well, I, well, yes, we're being I mean, serious, I, okay, but I, it's I, not this serious. This really <laughs> happened. This seriously happened. However, <laughs> however, the, but, the, the real estate agent was funny because he we all showed up and he's like, uh, so this, this house is for you? Rachel? <laughs> <laughs> and Rachel's like, yeah, no, it's just for me. And he wanted to know what he was working there was with. So many, we brought a party. <laughs> to the, to the real but yes, that night at dinner was like the most embarrassing night of my life. Because the one time I bring a boy, you... 
The one time I bring a boy somewhere, this fucktard just embarrasses me, doesn't say a word, is on his phone the whole time, yeah. is just a loser at the table. Listen, we, we all roll with it because we understand that, you know, I am not going to throw stones in a glass house. I have brought no plenty of losers to you. dinner. It was not a reflection on you. It was no reflection we on you. We just all thought it was pretty funny. The guy comes in and he literally doesn't say hello. It's like, hey, hey, Bob, whatever your fucking name is. How are you? And he's like, hey, I'm, I'm uninterested. How are you? <laughs> I'm just here for the carbonara. <laughs> Would you guys order, mind ordering some more appetizers on your bill? Because I'm super fucking hungry. <laughs> that Chrissy didn't know how much the stone crab was. Oh <laughs> my god, like, that was fucking like, hilarious. I have 500 stone crab claws. <laughs> I was like these things are delicious. We were waiting for I think we were waiting for uh Rachel. So we all got there a little bit early and we started drinking. We started imbibing and I mean Chrissy must have been we all must have been two or three bottles of wine into this before we got sat down at this table. And so the waiter comes up and he says, "Hello, welcome to what are the <laughs> Tonight. Is that how he sounded? Uh, it is. He said, Shalala, welcome. And he said, Tonight we have a very special special. It is called the Stone Crab. And Chrissy was like, Oh my God, Stone Crab. I love Stone Crab. And I was like, Yeah, Stone Crab. That sounds good. Okay, how many should you have? And Chrissy looks at me and she's like, Are you going to have one? And I'm like, oh, I got to have one. I asked her, are you going to have one? Yeah, she'll have one, too. We'll take 12. <laughs> and he's like, you want 12? They're small. Yeah. They're small. And yeah, she asked. She goes, how big are they? And he goes, well, it's a stone crab. It's small. It's the size of a stone. And he goes, <laughs> it's the size of a stone. And she says, I'll take 12. And literally sat there and we plowed through all 12 snow crabs. She had it for, and then she ordered three more for her dinner. Yeah. She's like, I'll take a salad and some more stone crab. And some more, like $700 later. We were like, oh my God, the bill is $700. Y'all like, we're splitting this, right? <laughs> I was like, we got oh, you. Was amazing. It oh, was God. one of the greatest moments in. <laughs> I still love stone crab. I stand behind my stone crab love. As you should. As you, you should. knew what you liked, and you didn't care how much that cost. That's you right. You wanted it. <laughs> you put that restaurant owner a new house. You stand behind <laughs> your stone crab. Oh, my God. That was incredible. I, You know, we all met at, at Clear Channel so long ago now. It's been so many years. And I pondered upon about this over the last day or so. And I think to myself... How free you are on a podcast or a video. I'm watching your videos and I'm like, you know, we're just so free to do whatever we want and say whatever we want for whatever reason. And I'd like your opinion on this. I always imagined that radio and radio talent would be, I'd walk into that building. I came into it late in life. I wasn't an early radio guy or girl. I, I mean, literally I was 33 or four when I. Were you a girl when you walked into someplace <clears throat> else? <laughs> <laughs> Brian, are I, you? <laughs> you have to tune into episode number 112. <laughs> For the revelation As of the I year. As I slowly reveal <laughs> my born sex, as they call it, um, my born gender. Um, do you feel like you get the respect you deserve as a voiceover artist in that business? That's a spectacular question. And 
Listen, I know who pays my bills. Yeah. It is my radio clients. Yeah. And I came in at a time when well, I wasn't going to take the old school radio model was let's have a big, deep voice guy. Boom, boom, 1072. 107.2, the rock. Oh, the boom. It's the bomb. So when I came into it, I was like, this doesn't seem like it's working. You know, this seems like we should. And all women were just delegated into. Relegated. 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 I'm drinking tonight. Yeah, no, you're right. Relegated (laughs) into like the corner. Relegated into the, as the station voice, were relegated into just the accent role. And yeah. so the mm-hmm. women would come on and be the laugh. They would laugh at the guys, the voice guys jokes, or even morning show host of women. It would always be the guy first. So everything was male driven. And when I came up, I was like, I am not your accent voice. And I will tell you, it's been amazing for me to have all of these powerful men who are the vice presidents and the program directors and the operations managers hire me as their main voice. And yeah. I have male accents now. Yeah. I love and it. it feels, I love it. Yeah, watching the world come this far has been incredible. So yeah, for me, the radio stations treat me like gold and I love them. Well, they, <laughs> they do because they know that you're their bread and butter too. Like, I mean, I think that people out in the audience may not understand what an imager and, and what imaging does for a radio station. It literally sets the tone. It's the mood. It's like a... I don't know. It's like a director of photography on a movie. Like when you watch a movie and it's got, you know, it's, it's gray or it's blue or whatever the tone or the mood is, imaging sets that tone for the radio station. And so it's ultra important because how you feel about that radio station oftentimes has to do with how it sounds and how it comes through the speakers and what yes. kind of attitude and mood it has. And so Rachel is a huge part of doing that with hundreds of radio stations across the world. What I, you know, when I walked into that radio station, it's clear to me that how many, how, how many talented human beings were sitting there in those studios working. Like I truly respected the audio that was coming out of their mouths and the way that they were going about doing it. What was disappointing to me was the way that the management treated some of those people mm. at times. Now, I'm, you know, I'm sure that that happens in the Hollywood and all over. I'm not oh, well. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. sure. I mean, geez, look at Weinstein. He was yeah. sexually assaulted. Oh, people. my God. That's my the God. fucking. What is the Ugh. craziest thing? That, you know, I don't want you to drop names because I know that these people pay your bread and butter, but they, they you, you make money doing this. But what is the craziest? Who's. Can you remember a story about the craziest radio talent that you ever met? Like somebody who was on air who you were just like, you heard or saw something happen. <laughs> do you see the look? Do you see the look? I think I know who you're going uh, to say. Okay. So there was a bowling party. I won't mention names. Oh, you know, Chrissy, exactly where this is no, going. I know where it's going too. Tell it. So yeah. I'm not going to name names. There yeah. was a bowling party. We had the Clear Channel. I don't know if it was a holiday party or a, whatever the party. I think it was the holiday party. It was a grand there, holiday party for Clear Channel in the seventh yes. largest market. Yes. Exactly. And there was... Yeah. Stop. I love... I. But let's make it be okay. known. I freaking okay. love iHeartMedia. I am a huge iHeartMedia supporter. Love them. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it was a party, and I had heard we were hiring a new morning show host 
for the it's exactly who you think it is for the radio station for the radio station and back then I was producing so I would produce all the stuff so I was going to be working with him closely wow so the big boy manager of the station brings in this this guy was on Celebrity Fit Club. He had lost a whole bunch of weight, and he was a well-known comedian. And I had watched him on Celebrity Fit Club, and I'm super young. And I turn, and I look at my friend, and I go, I'm going to sleep with blah, blah, blah tonight. You turn to me. Oh, was it? <laughs> I go, watch me do this. I'm going to go walk over to him, and I'm going to invite him over. Rachel plugged so, her mark. So I literally meet him, and I'm... I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I thought this dude was hot on Celebrity Fit Club, and there he is right in front of me. So I pretend the big boss guy isn't there. I walk right up to him, and I'm like, hey, blah, blah, blah. I'm Rachel. I'm like, I used to watch you on Celebrity Fit Club. Want to come bowl in my lane? Want to come bowl in my lane? (laughs) You want to knock your pins? Want to knock my pins down with your balls? That is fucking crazy. And I remember, I won't say the name, but I, oh. I remember who this was. I was working for that same station. Yes, I was there. My station. I was selling advertising on it. I wonder if people are going to be able to figure this out. Yeah, like, hmm. I, 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 listen, I remember the day that this guy showed up or that it was announced that he was going to be at our, what they call cluster. And it was kind of a big deal because he was like a minor celebrity at the time. Now he's like he a was. minor, minor, minor celebrity, right? Yeah. No, no one, you, he, no one ever may even know who the fuck that guy is. But, but I wish the best for him. I mean, no, absolutely. I surely do. But he, I mean, that, and I think that guy had kind of a tortured time at our radio <laughs> he cluster. Did. He was he there flamed. for all of 16 days. <laughs> he flamed and then flamed out. Listen, it's better to, what do they say? It's better to uh, sparkle and fade. Shoot and, for the moon. Yeah, shoot, shoot <laughs> for the moon. Sparkle and fade. <laughs> he flew <laughs> too close to the sun. He flew close to the sun. <laughs> Is this like Brian last week saying the Pisces over the was in the moon? No, I said that Jupiter ocean? Jupiter was in retraction and Pisces is in the southern sky. <laughs> you got to understand, is my mind works so quick that sometimes I just say stuff and it makes no fucking sense. It makes sense. Rachel and I were both Pisces. Yeah, yeah we. <laughs> well, I looked at Chrissy today. I was like, should we go to the southern, to the south, the southern is that where we sky? Belong? <laughs> I think all the moons are in retraction now. It's a fucking crazy, yes. crazy, crazy time. When you date a guy, does do they get jealous of your work? Because I know you're such a like a workaholic. Or if people come up to you and they say, have you ever been in this situation where you're dating a guy and then somebody comes up and says, hey, I recognize your voice or they recognize your voice at a party. Do guys get jealous of that? Or is that, I mean, like, is you're kind of, I, I don't say. Yes. I don't want to say famous, yes. but yeah. okay. It, no, it's. It emasculates them. Mm-hmm. And I uh, yeah. refuse to downgrade myself no. so that I can make you feel better. The man that I end up with will be proud of what I do and what I accomplish. And if I make more money than him, so be it. If he makes, I'm not looking. I think one of the things about being independently successful is that I'm not looking for a man with money. I'm not gold digging at all. And when I was young with no money, we talked about this, I was. And I looked, Mm -hmm. I would ask a man, hey, what kind of car do you have? Now I'm like, the shittier, the better. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) Like, I, 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 you want to, like, what, what is that? Oh, oh, a Taurus, a Ford Taurus. Oh my God, a Ford Taurus. That takes me back. (laughs) (laughs) That takes me back. My was the most popular car on the road. (laughs) My parents had a Ford Taurus station wagon. 
when I was oh, growing up. Oh, goodness. Mm-hmm. That's really getting into it. <laughs> we had a conversion yeah. van, like literally a conversion van, oh. like a... <laughs> <laughs> like a creepy movie. They made they made Ford Taurus vans. No, they but we did. Oh. My I, my brother I think had a Ford Taurus. We had a station wagon for a long time. It wasn't a Ford Taurus, and you then my mom the Taurus with the van. <laughs> <laughs> when you went on trips. <laughs> when I told that story about me being high on mushrooms and and finding that cat in the gas station. My friend, he was. We drove this Ford Taurus, and he had one of those like little Hawaiian girls on front that would dance. (laughs) The suction cup. He just thought it was the best. We just thought that that was the best. And he had his. He put a CD player in the tape cassette player. Like you had to actually put the cassette in the tape player to play the CD. To play the CD. Oh yeah. yeah. Highbrow technology at the time. And did you also have a bag phone? <laughs> my, listen to this. So my dad had a bag phone in his in the convertible Corsica that he had, which is a Chevrolet Corsica, oh, and it was a convertible. And my yeah, oh, like, yeah, so this is the first car that we were driving around. My dad had Cousins it forever with the Sebring convertible. That's correct. Very close. Yes. Yeah, and all seven of us Don't drove. Don't get in, confused with Cabriolet. <laughs> All seven of us would drive to school in that damn convertible. And my dad, he would like to put the top down and say January 31st. Like he just thought that it was all of a sudden spring weather because he was from Chicago. So he put that damn top down and everybody be fucking freezing. And even when the heat was in full blast and the top was up and the windows were rolled up, that thing was fucking freezing because it basically had like, I don't know, cotton on the top of it that's what the it was made of top. yeah it was a the rag, rag top, top. <laughs> it was the most cotton. awful car but then when i got it to drive it but then you put the top down and everything was good <laughs> in the summer when he put the top down the ladies loved it he had this got- bag phone his office got it for him. Excuse me. Can I make a call? <laughs> can I make a call? So he puts Let it in the car. Let me plug in my bag. Let me plug in my bag. <laughs> puts it in the car. It's like 172 pounds. He puts it in the middle of the console, right? And he says, this is for a work and emergencies only. Don't ever use this phone. Under any circumstance. And, you know, it's like $300 a minute to make a phone call back then, right? Because yes. it was like... Uh, $300? Yes, it was. Literally it calling was. satellites or something out in space. like <laughs> Aliens. We, were, we could dial the aliens back in the day. I think you could only make phone calls when a space shuttle was up there. So, um, so <laughs> like bouncing off the bottom of the space shuttle and down to a relay station. So my dad had this thing. So when we started driving, or my brother started driving, because my dad didn't let me drive until I was 18 years old. I can't so, imagine so I can't why. Imagine so when we started driving, you know, he had this bag phone and it was only for emergencies. But then, you know, every once in a blue moon, you picked up the well, phone and you called your friend. An and, you, and then I got a beeper pretending I was a drug dealer. Because here's here's what I would do is the beeper would go off. And then I knew somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody who may have had a connection to really dirty weed at some time. And so I got a beeper at the beeper station. And then every time the beeper would go off, I'd make a phone call from that car. And my dad one month was like, (laughs) (laughs) $6,000. You're like, I had an emergency. I'm like, dad, it's my pager. It's an emergency. When someone calls me with 911. And 911, it was a literal emergency. Look at all these 911 texts. <laughs> and when my dad found the growing weed down in the basement, he brought it up during dinner time. And he said to me and my brothers, he looked at us and he said, I've pieced it all together now <laughs> with the pager and the phone calls. 
Who's got the horticultural exhibit going on downstairs <laughs> in the basement? <laughs> and Kevin and I looked at each other and we were he just does. like, yeah, he does. <laughs> exactly. That was it. We crossed <laughs> fingers and was like, he does this asshole right here. Your oh my God. <laughs> video, your videos are amazing. Yeah, I know you only have two out and I just think they're hilarious. They're so Thank well you. produced and, and I see that there's a lot of people already. I mean, for a new channel, a lot of people are already um, viewing it. What's the feedback you've gotten so far and what can we expect next? Okay, so it's been <laughs> hilariously mixed <laughs> in that when you go on video yeah. and you have a strong personality like me and you look a certain way, act a certain way, cook a certain way, you know, people are going to attack. And so I would say 90% of the people love it. They're like, oh my God, you know, this is great. I've never seen a woman be funny and cook at the same time. Because it's just very, I didn't even know I was being unique because I'm just being myself. Sure. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. My favorite thing to do is laugh and also eat. So I figured I could do both of them at the same time, you know? Yes. And so it's been great. But I've also had men, you know, commenting on the size of my breasts. When I'm not even wearing anything revealing at all, but men just will, and even women will say it. And I'm like, you know what? Get a life. Yeah, but that's go not fuck like, yourself. Good for them. Thanks for watching. Yeah. And then also recently, I was minding my own business and I got a Facebook message and it was from the general manager of a TV station. Woo! This is fucking and- insane. So I just got picked up for the fall season to do my show once a week. Wow. So are they yes. so are they going to take the videos and are they going to broadcast them or do you actually have to go and record them in a studio? That was my question. Yeah. Uh, so they want my format just as I'm doing it. And they loved. I said, you know, my show is only five minutes, right? They go, that's one of the things we loved. Because right now, I mean, like people just... This when you're listening to a podcast, for me, I listen to your podcast, which Thank is you. hilarious that I'm on your podcast sure. now. But I listen to it when I'm doing hair and makeup. Yep. You know, I'm I'm this girl who's got really long, you know, hair extensions and I love a lot of makeup. So my hair and makeup is a process, right? Yeah. So so when I listen to a podcast, I become immersed in it and I can listen for hours. But when you're watching a show and you have to be there and watch it. The time span, the attention span is short. Five it's minutes true. and you're done. It's true. Now that I have a son, and I know now that I'm going to have two kids, like it, I, my, the most precious time in the world to me is time with my wife alone. But the second most precious time with me for me is when I actually can watch a television show uninterrupted. I used to be able to pop on a television show whenever I had a few minutes and I would just sit and watch it and I'd get engrossed in it. And now it's true that if I'm watching... <laughs> 90 day feels. 90 day <laughs> You know you're going to love it, Hoda. Once you start watching it, you're not going to be able to get away from it. I guarantee. I, that's what I'm scared of. Yeah. I've also never seen it. Yeah. You've never seen but it? Until you guys explained. But I knew what it was about, but I didn't know that. You have to watch this television show. And Chrissy's like, wah, wah, if you don't get married. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got to watch the show. Well, okay, let's all watch it and talk about it next time. Absolutely. Yes. And, yeah, so, uh, yeah, if you don't get the visa, then... So <laughs> I loaded that up just for you, Chrissy. Um, so, uh, so I love the t- I love the show. So w- this guy in s- it, it, where are they located? Where's the station? It's in a market like in South Georgia. Which is so funny. That's perfect. I knew it. That's why I was on in the gas station. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it was because you're in this fucking gas station. 
People are I listening to you. you. They're listening to you on this religious television station, the religious radio station, and they're falling in love with you. And little do they know that your television, your your television show is going to be nothing like what they're hearing on that religious station. What about? I mean, it's but it's a little bit irreverent. Are they okay with that? They're going to be good with that. I. They said they wanted. They said change. Nothing. What they you- actually said change, like not your clothes, not the way I speak, not how long. They just all I have to do is get an intro and outro, and I couldn't believe because this man is talking to me with a heavy Southern accent, and I'm like, you know what? They're ready for me. They wow. are ready. I am <laughs> change is coming. I it am is. so happy for you. That's incredible. I know. Congratulations, Rachel. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you, thank you deserve you. it. So now let's remember this as we're getting into this. Let's remember that when we go to YouTube and we type in C Rachel Cook, we gotta not put spaces in it. S-E-E-R-A-C-H-E-L-C-O-O-K. Altogether and then ribeye or carbonara. Yeah. Uh, or carbonara or ribeye. That's right. Yeah. Because if you go the other direction, you could end up on a whole other see Rachel Cook. And I'm not saying it's bad, but you'll never get to see our Rachel. Or you can go to the show notes on tcbpodcast.com. That's tcbpodcast.com. If you go to the show notes for this episode or episode number 10, there's plenty of links on there. How do they find you on Instagram again? What's your Instagram? See Rachel Cook. See Rachel Cook. So at see Rachel Cook. Yeah. I love the show. And Facebook too. Uh, yeah, R-A-C-H-E-L. I love the show so far. I think it's just incredible. And I say congratulations to you, my friend, on all of your success. You were meant meant for video. Oh, yeah. Thank you. And congratulations to you guys on Estonia. And they do speak Estonian. They do speak Estonian. (laughs) That's incredible. So I'll say hello to a few other countries that are out there. Hong Kong. We have listeners in Hong (gasps) Kong. We have uh, listeners in Vietnam. And uh, we have quite a few listeners in Australia. So I'll say hello to all of those folks. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in and subscribing. Um, we really appreciate it. It's really nice to it's really nice to be uh, noticed. That's all I got to say. It feels good. We love you. And fuck well, you, you to all the haters. It. This show's hilarious. Well, thank you. <laughs> Even your dad thinks so. Hi, Mr. Even McGrath. My dad thinks so. Call me. I love you. We're just shooting the shit. <laughs> yeah, we're just shooting the shit. It's just two best friends. Adding to the insanity. That's Three all I got to say. Three best friends when we have Rachel. <laughs> TCBpodcast.com is where you go to find all of the information. So go there, listen to all the episodes at the commercial break on IG. You can like us on Facebook. We appreciate Rachel, Grath, Rachel McGrath spending some time. See Rachel Cook. I love you, Rachel. Thanks for coming on again. And this will be a reoccurring thing. So when you have some time, if you'll come on you know, next month, I'd love it. I should be so lucky. Oh, you're invited. Cons- oh, good. Thank you. Consider the invitation. invitation. Good. I'm going to slide into your whisper later on. And- <laughs> I'm sliding into the mumble. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, that's exactly why I'm asking these questions. It's just so I can slide into your, your mumble that's later. Right. Or maybe I'll tell one of my single brothers and they can figure their code out. <laughs> I can't wait. I really can't. But no long hair and no dirt. I'm sorry. We're just too well groomed. Smell like smell like non-dirt. That's the case. I love you, Hobie. And so to I all the listeners all around the world, we say thank you for tuning into the commercial break. We will see you next week. Whee! Email us at thecommercialb at gmail.com. Find us and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Commercial Break. New episodes drop every Wednesday. We can be found on Spotify, iHeartMedia, Apple, Google, and all major podcast providers. The Commercial Break is a great middleweight production. Written and produced by Brian Green.
co-hosted by Chrissy Hoadley.